Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, baseball family. This week, we're going to talk about hot stove. We're going to jump into the twins uniforms, and then we're going to tell you what to buy your baseball fan for Christmas right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of your favorite Baseball Together podcast. I'm Brig, and this is the Bradmaster. He's right here. How are you? I'm doing well, actually. I'm doing quite well now. Thank you, Brig. Thank Good. you for asking. Outstanding. In case you didn't want in case you wanted to know, I'm also doing well. Thank you for asking. Not let's move in to the holiday season. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. MLB awards since we the since last week was the holiday and we took it off. We gotta catch you up on a couple of things. We're gonna move pretty fast today through the current events because we have a lot to cover. We say that every time. This time is no less true than it is every other time. So we're just going to run down the list of awards that have been announced in case you missed them. The manager of the year in the American League was Terry Francona. Golf clap. Manager of the year in the National League was Buck Walter. Go ahead and boo. We all are. Um, <laughs> Cy Young Award winners, Justin Verlander and Sandy Alcantara. Those are the American League and National League Cy Young Award winners. And your most valuable players. In the American League, we have Aaron Judge. And in the National League, we have Paul Goldschmidt. Super duh. Very excited about all of that. Those are your 2022 MLB award finalists, the big three that we were waiting on. Any opinions yeah. on this, Brad, before we move on? I, I think the only surprises at all were in the manager of the year awards. Um, yeah. I thought, I honestly thought that Scott Service and Brandon Hyde were much, were much more deserving than Terry Francona because with Terry Francona, I think I said it before, is one of those guys who could almost win it every single year. Yeah. And so you kind of got to give it to somebody else, right? I mean, you don't have to, so, but you you could. There, it's a there's a spread the love policy out there, and Aaron Judge is kind of getting the benefit of that right now with his MVP award. Not that he had a terrible season; it was an incredible season. And up against right. anybody else, it's absolutely deserving. But it is interesting up against Shohei Otani, who, as you've pointed out repeatedly, is literally more valuable than anybody else in right. the last like twenty years or better. Yeah, at least. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I. I think Verlander and Alcantara, those guys, those were super dumb. Everybody knew that in like what, like July that they were going to win. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. It was like, just give it to them now. It's over. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, okay, we got some uh, hot stove news for you. Hot stove, Blue Jays trade Tioscar Hernandez to the Mariners. Brad, how do you feel about that? I'm so pumped. So <laughs> pumped. Jerry DePoto is pulling uh, an LA Dodgers here and said, hey, this guy beat us or almost beat us. Let's bring him in. Because yeah. he hit two homers and had a couple had several RBIs, obviously with two homers, uh, in that wild card game that the Mariners had to come back and win. Like he was like he was like a one man wrecking crew in that game. He was, and yeah. now it's like you know what? He could be a step up from what we've got. Let's bring him on in, and I could not be more pumped about it. 
I like that guy. He's got a good attitude. I think he's going to fit right in with the clubhouse. I think it's going to be, he's certainly going to be a step up from what Jesse Winker was when he was like hobbling his way yeah. through the season after a fight. But I, I think it's a, a perfect addition. So, Staying in Seattle, Kyle it. Lewis is gone. He's moving to Arizona, traded for Cooper Hummel. Thoughts on that, though? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of an interesting trade because uh, Jewel and I have talked about what to do with Kyle Lewis a lot this last year. Yes. Um, you know, he's going to come, he came back from the knee injury, but he wasn't like really, really back. Like he couldn't really run. And then he got the concussion. Then he was out for the rest of the year, everything. And it was kind of like, we'll just send him down to AAA, let him get himself right physically, mentally, everything, and then come back next year. But then you kind of see what the Mariners had with Kyle Lewis with this trade because Cooper Hummel, um, I was looking at a lot of what, what Diamondbacks fans are saying, like, well, you're not really giving anything up for Kyle Lewis. And I just want to be like, you're not really getting a whole lot back right now. Like I would love for yeah. Kyle Lewis to come down to Arizona, which by the way, I'm pumped about because I'm a huge Kyle Lewis fan. I get to watch yeah, him you all the time now. I yeah. love it. Um, but I would love for him to come back and win comeback player of the year. Cause he, he's obviously capable of it, but he's got to get better yeah. physically to get to that point. And I just don't know if he's going to be able to like, he might have a wrecked knee like what happened to Brandon Roy with the Blazers that once he tore, he, his was a torn meniscus and he never came back from it. And that's what that's Kyle a big was, deal. Was a torn yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting Cook. to see how the Cooper Hummel, uh, Hummel deal works out for the Mariners. Cause he's an outfielder and a catcher. Right. That's what I was curious about because we've talked about uh, Seattle needing like a really great catcher. Yeah. need a solid backup. Um, because, I mean, Cal Raleigh played through that thumb injury because there was not a viable option behind him. Exactly. Tom Murphy will be back, but I still don't love him even as a backup. Right. You know, so I think Cooper Hummel will be a pretty good backup for Cal Raleigh. And I think that he'd be a viable option should he get injured and need to fill in time. But uh, mm -hmm. no, it's interesting to have that specific uh, combination on the roster. <laughs> so, yeah. You uh, don't see it very often. What yeah. you also let's move over to Cody Bellinger. He was non-traded by the or non-tendered. Same thing. <laughs> he was non-tendered <laughs> by the Dodgers. And to me, this was one of those super dumb moments where we were all just sitting around waiting for them to be fed up with with Cody Bellinger. Um, I think that they really did give him as much time as he could have gotten from any team to pull it together and bring it bring it back around, and he just never did. I think they were really right. pretty graceful about it with him or gracious even, and it, it just didn't work out. So I wonder where he'll end up. And that's, I, I, I honestly, I know we can do a bunch of analysis and figure out where probabilities are, but I don't think any of that matters. I, I honestly think wherever he goes, anybody was going to be like, what? Uh, my thing with Cody Bellinger I think that he's actually going to get a pretty soft landing spot because teams are going to look at his splits against the shift and traditional alignment and playing like defenses yeah. playing straight up. Yeah. He hits over 300 if they're not shifted on him. Yeah. That's I don't know if the shift is the problem. I mean, I've, I watched games where guys were talking about how there were other problems. Like um, I think it was a Sunday night game. So A-Rod was talking about how Bellinger's helmet kept falling off every time he'd swing. He's like, that means his head's moving, which means he's never going to hit the ball. Uh, right, right. Mm, that's a big time problem. And you See, know, and maybe that's, that's led to other problems, but I don't know. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like it's got to go way deeper than just, he seems like a space case and he can't pull it together. 
right? Like there's way more to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I'm sure it's all mechanical for him. That yeah. like he's I, he's messed with his swing so much over the last year that he's got to get back to basics. And I th- I think once he does, he's gonna I don't think he'll ever be a, an MVP again, but I think he'll be he could be an all-star, I think. Physically, so I see him. Got it. Yeah, I see him pulling a Jock Peterson kind of trajectory at this point where he gets bounced around a little bit. He pulls his weight. If he's got things figured out, he'll pull his weight. But the, he, you're right. He'll never rise all the way back up, and he's never going to be the Cody Bellinger we once knew and thought he would be. But what I mean by the I, – I disagree with you that it's all mechanical. I think it's become mental at this point, too. I think he's yeah, really in his yeah. own way. Yeah, and that, and I think that the mechanics leads to that, that like I you're do. thinking too Agreed. much about what your back elbow is doing and everything, you know, all that, where your hands are going, all that stuff. And I, and you know what, though, like, I, I know I just said that I thought that he could get back to being the all-star level. I don't know that that's li- likely. I think he could. But Jock Peterson has, I, I just want to go to him real quick because he's mm-hmm. gotten himself an interesting role with teams because he was like the clubhouse guy with the pearls, right? The kooky clubhouse yeah. guy with, with the yeah. Braves. And he's kind of been like, this will be my role. I'm kind of the clubhouse bro. And I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if Cody Bellinger can necessarily do that. I don't know if he has the personality, you know, who knows? I don't know. I just mean like on the field impact, right? When, yeah. Cause Jock yeah. is there when you need him, but that's mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say minimal effort, but maybe minimal contribution to right. stick around it's, on a roster. It's like, we're glad you're here, but sit over there for a little while, please. <laughs> so I feel like Cody Bellinger, if he landed in, in Denver, I think that, that would make the most sense to me out of, out of anything because it would almost make no sense. And you're like, whatever, just go Well, and it would hide. inflate his numbers too, so it would make him feel like he's doing well. <laughs> Right. Right. So just go hide in Denver for a while and get everything figured out. Anyway, let's move on. Luke Voigt was also non-tendered by the Nationals. This is a this is a big fat rut row for Luke Voigt. I think so. The fact this that is, the Nationals don't even want him back. Yeah, this is bad. Yikes. And I wonder if he's got an attitude problem um after having been traded from San Diego to I Washington. think he had an attitude problem in New York that led to him being traded to San Diego and it's just I'm persistent. I, that's what I'm saying. I think that, it, it, yeah, he ends up in San Diego and he's like, okay, I don't have to be angry anymore. They train him to Washington and all of it doubles down. That's, and I don't know, but that's what I could see happening. I could see it happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Anthony Rizzo signs a two year deal with the Yankees. Everybody thinks this is the linchpin that's going to help bring Aaron Judge back. We will see. Part two, we don't know about Aaron Judge yet. Thank you for coming. Okay, Jose Abreu, though, has signed a three-year deal with Houston. This is fascinating. All of Chicago Southside is irate right now. They are they are feeling betrayed, and they are feeling hurt, and they think the new manager has already, like, squandered their future and everything like that because <laughs> of this, because they didn't call Jose Abreu the minute he was brought on to lead the team. So it's, it's really interesting. He's going to be a great replacement for Yuli down in Houston. This is a perfect spot for him to be. It's a great solution for the Astros, indeed. But right. it's interesting because he would have had he he's you know if they had had more winning seasons, he's a statue out front kind of guy for Chicago. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. Um, that he would be. He's 35, 
Mm-hmm. So he's not a young guy. He's not like old by any stretch, like super old by the, any stretch of the imagination. But I guess in baseball years, he's really getting there. He made his debut when he was 27. Right. So yeah, he's, he's been around always for seven million guy. years. Yeah. It's what it feels like. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I can't remember a time where Jose Abreu was not involved. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I don't know that every team and every player plug and play, and I don't know how that's going to play down there in Houston. Um, and I don't know, and I'm not necessarily saying a clubhouse guy, clubhouse thing, because obviously he is beloved in the clubhouse. They loved him in Chicago, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't know. It, it, it feels awkward to me for some reason, but I can't put my finger on what it is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Interesting. So, and I think we'll it's see. a good fit. So we'll see. We'll see. Let's move on. The twins have new uniforms. Brad, pull up the graphic. Got it for because you right here. We gotta talk about the we gotta talk about these uniforms. Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> let's just get this out of the way. Not much changed. Okay. I feel better. They've gone away completely with the red uniforms, the red top. That's gone. That that alternate Which is a travesty out. because those are amazing. 100% agree with you. They've stuck with the scripted text, which they've had for a long, long time, um, with the underline. But the underline is not connected to the S as a tail. I thought that was an interesting design choice. Their home main mm-hmm. home uniform whites, it says twins across the front in red. Lower left of the chest is the number in navy. And then there's that line across the middle on that angle that we all love because that is and a the, terrific angle. And the big change with the script there is the color because that used to be blue with a na- with a red outline. And yeah. now it's just red. There's no outline. There's no accent to it. It's just straight up like somebody ironed on red fabric. Correct. Onto the uniform there. Yeah. Now, so I think it's it's clean. I like, I like right. that it's clean. Um, I don't think it's innovative at all, but it's your home whites. You don't you don't want to break the bank on design on your home whites. That's not what that's for. So you move over to this cream color that they have all the way off to the right hand side, which is cream and navy, and that's it. To me, this is the winner of the whole chicken dinner here. This one is so cool. It's got a very retro feel. It says Twin Cities across across the front, lower left hand quadrant. You've got your number it's got a really cool minneapolis st paul flag cross on the left sleeve over a solid band of color this is to me this is an absolutely terrific uh display of what's possible just in the uniforms if you're gonna go with a clean design that's a great way to go i think they missed the boat though on the alternate home uniform They've gone well. With. Hold on, let me go to Twin Cities real quick because I yeah. I love that a lot. I like the way that it looks. I like the cream. The mm-hmm. Twin Cities is really crisp and clean, and the hats are cool. Just the navy blue with like I can't tell if that's silver or white with the TC on top. Yep. But I need red somewhere in there. Do I don't you? know if I need red numbers. I don't know if I need a red outline around Twin Cities or what. But I need red somewhere on that uniform because it is just straight up like cream and navy. And I just need a red accent somewhere. Even if it's just like the red Nike logo or the red stripe on the sleeve, I don't care. I need red somewhere. <laughs> it's just too much. It's just too much of just the two colors. It is very monochrome. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like black and white TV, which is what I'm sure they're going for. Right. And that's but I but that's what I like about it. I I could see that. I could see the flags or the or the swoosh being done in red. That would have been a terrific addition and would not have taken away terribly from what they've achieved here. 
which I do mm-hmm. still think is an achievement. Um, but the 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 alternate uniform that quite frankly looks like a batting practice uniform. It's blue. It says Minnesota across the front in white. It's got the old school TC logo, which is their their new school TC logo, which is the old logo, which is also the new logo. Um, <laughs> in red and red and white, and the swoosh is red. And then they're going to wear them on. It looks like white pants. Um, so then, so the big difference, like I I could tell there's a big difference with this and the pinstripe you're about to go to. Um, they used to have that in cursive across the front, but now it's just block letters in the front. And it looks incomplete to me it, um, it does like that's the big thing that's the big takeaway of both of these is that i feel like the the cursive it looked really sharp and and i don't know more modern somehow than this did than this does now i yeah. i don't know it, it just seems a little a little too basic and almost like they're going for the wrigleyville it might be the same font i don't know well it's not quite the same font and i want to talk about the font now because that's a great segue the two uniforms that say Minnesota in block script across the chest is the away pinstripe uniform and this batting practice alternate weird thing we're looking at here. And <laughs> call it have Friday you, Night Alternate. There you go. Have you <laughs> I don't care what it's called, it's dumb. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever seen the there's a company called Minnetonka who makes uh mucklucks and and uh uh what am I trying to say? Mucklucks, moccasins. Thank you. And this is the typeface they use on their packaging for their company. Oh, it's fascinating! I'm looking it up right now. Yes, uh, it's, it's very same. similar. It's almost exactly the same. And I, so when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, interesting. Is this like, are we going to almost culturally appropriate, but not like we're not going to get in trouble for the tomahawk chop here? But we're also going to use this definitely. You know, it looks like a Native American leaning." you know design style and that's great mm-hmm. i think it's awesome i just wonder if that had anything to do with it or if they even considered it so the away uniforms though what do you think about this subtle pinstripe on that gray i like it a lot um when i played summer ball when i was 16 we had uniforms that were like that exact same style it's just that they were red pins because oh, we were cool. because they were our red and grays um no i i like it a lot i think it's great and i think that they could actually get away with wearing that navy blue alternate top like that friday night alternate they could wear it with that and it would look good oh i agree yeah on top of the gray pinstripe pants i I think that i think they did that intentionally i think it looks i think it'll look really really good i love the pinstripe again not crazy about the font um i like the red number i think it looks good with the red swoosh on the shoulder i i love the pinstripes i just i'm not crazy about the font like i said that's like the only thing that takes away from it for me yeah it and it is a departure from what was right and now is wrong i agree let's talk about the hats so yes, you please. brought up the hats on the cream colored uniform which i agree is phenomenal i mean it's so good it looks like as old school as it gets there's an old school cubs hat that looks like that that's just great yeah the let's talk about the home uniform hat, which is exactly the same as it was before. I think the only difference it just is just got that slight tweak to the T. That's it. Yeah. The T is in that new typeface, that new font that's um somehow they've decided is better. And yeah. and then the the away uniform and the Friday night alternate that Brad has instructed us about, they have this odd 
I don't know what this hat is. So it's the M in that weird typeface we've been talking about. But then they've got this. Is it a star? It looks like uh, like the north like the North Star kind of thing. Yeah, the fact that I'm like, what is that? Is relevant, I think, because we like uniforms a lot and we're pretty into the to the design thing. I think it's it looks stupid. I hate I, this hat yeah. so much. Yes, and you know what? It reminds me a lot of the old Miami Marlins M. Like that's what I thought. Of, that, yeah. like, that was the very first thing I thought of as soon as I saw this. I was like, "Oh, that's like an old Marlins hat," and not like the new one where they have like almost like the like the wavy, right? The, right, the wavy yeah, M. Yeah. It was like that straight, like very blocky, blocky M. And this is exactly yeah. what that looks like to me. It is. It, it, yeah, it, it is. doesn't feel like there's any originality to it. It doesn't feel like there's anything new. Um, it's new to Minnesota, right? Because they yeah, got rid sure. of that old M that they had. But as far as design goes, it's kind of like they were like, well, let's take that old Miami M and we'll use that. Yeah. Yeah, it's what it feels like. And it's travesty. Uh, these are placeholder uniforms for me. They're going to take some of this and keep it. And they're going to move on in a handful of years and, and uh, switch it up and do something else. You're All right. probably right because they will switch stuff up every couple of years, even if it's subtle. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think those hats yeah, will probably be gone. They're gone. And uh, they'll change up those alternates, like the road yeah. and the alternate. I agree. Um, okay, let's talk about the 2023 Hall of Fame ballot as about as quickly as we possibly can. And Brad, while you're pulling that up, the WBC roster news update of the week is that Shohei Otani has agreed to play for Japan. So get your rut rows out because you might need them depending on where you, who you're rooting for. <laughs> I just wish like, I'm really, I'm super bummed that like, and I know I have plenty of opportunities to watch Otani play because I'm not far from the, the angels uh, spring training facility. And I'm pretty sure that the angels are going to come here this year for a mm -hmm. couple games. But yeah. anyway, but no, like I wanted to see Otani play for Japan at the world baseball classic, but the only time he's going to play on American soil in the World Baseball Classic will be in Miami if Japan makes it that far. Yep, exactly. So I, was, I was bummed about that. But, okay, so, uh, Hall of Fame ballot. We ready? I'm Okay, our new guys, our new additions, we've got Carlos Beltran, John Lackey, Jared Weaver, Jacoby Ellsbury. Maybe they found him and they've, uh, they're have they going to be able to get him They didn't. This is know. their attempt to find him. This is like, <laughs> this is the equivalent of the milk carton lost child thing. This That's what they're, they're like, if we put his name on the Hall of Fame ballot, maybe he'll come out of hiding. Just maybe. And then we've got okay. Matt Cain, Johnny Peralta, Jason Worth, J.J. Hardy, Mike Napoli, Bronson Arroyo, and his dreadlocks. <laughs> oh, sorry, braids. He had braids. I'm, I apologize for that. R.A. Dickey, Francisco Rodriguez, Andre Ethier, and Houston Street. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many of those guys are even going to make it to the next ballot, to be honest with you. Right. Maybe K. Rod. Mm. I don't think Dickey does. No. Um, Worth doesn't. Peralta doesn't. Matt Kane. Uh, I don't think so. Jared Weaver. I think John no. Lackey Elsberry, hangs, no. John Lackey's going to hang on for a couple of years. I don't know that he'll get in ever, but he's going to hang on for a couple of years. He only has a thirty-seven point three career war. Yeah, but he's just been such a lovable character, and maybe he'll be another culture club option. 
maybe i don't know <laughs> that's got uh, to me that's like the only way <laughs> i just don't carlos think beltran carlos beltran's an interesting one too that it, if he hadn't been tied to everything in houston yeah have so there ever been any be carlos beltran ped issues i don't think so i don't think oh, that there have i don't been. think so either i think just sign stealing has been his big thing, right? Yeah, so I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we'll have to do some more research on that to, to get you because I'm having a tick tickling of a thought and I don't know why. So I'll have to dig it up and figure it out. <laughs> okay, excellent. Very good. Um, now, <laughs> the other thing that always comes up every year with the Hall of Fame, and I just want to talk about this real quick. Brig and I talk, call them the Culture Club. Uh, we have, this is the Hall of Fame committee right here, uh, mm-hmm. the Contemporary Baseball Era Players Committee. And this consists of Hall of Famers Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, Jack Morris, Ryan Sandberg, Lee Smith, Frank Thomas, and Alan Trammell, and then MLB executives Paul Beeston, Theo Epstein, Artie Moreno, which is fascinating, Kim Ng, Dave St. Peter, Ken Williams, and media slash historians Steve Hurt, Lavelle Neal, and Susan Slusser. Um, yeah. And then and, there's, you know, and we, then the, the hall of fame appoints a chairman over this committee, this contemporary culture club committee to mediate, but they're a non-voting partner. Mm, okay. Now looking at this committee, I think about guys, I think specifically about Barry Bonds and, uh, and Roger Clemens and yeah. my, <laughs> I don't know if he's, I don't know. It's interesting because Barry Bonds, I feel like, is one of those guys where players will go to figuratively go to bat for him, no pun intended, and say, you have no idea exactly how good Barry Bonds is. Because we just get, like, as fans, like, it doesn't matter how close we get, we only get, like, the surface. Yeah. Right? That the players see a guy's approach, how he treats every single at bat, how he trains, how he does everything. And they're like, no, 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 no. You don't get it. Like, I've heard guys talk about Manny Ramirez, like, no, no, no. Pitchers were like, if I got him out three times in a game, I won. Like, I won because he would give me two, but he wasn't giving me the third. Right. Like, that's how good he was. And I feel like pitchers and other players have that same approach with Barry Bonds that, like, the dude didn't need steroids. But when he did have steroids, he was otherworldly. And you just, you don't get it unless you were there on the field with him. So I think that that might be his, his ticket in. Well, it could be, but it also could be that guys like Greg Maddox are saying, no, no, I don't care. Don't cheat. Sorry, bud. Chipper Jones, don't cheat. Right. Right? Yeah. Jack Morris, he's not going to let that fly. I don't. I would hope yeah. Jack Morris, of all people, isn't going to let that fly. I don't yeah. know, man. We'll see. And and <laughs> and I don't know. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here, but they could also be like, we saw other guys who were juicing, and then we saw this guy, right? Yeah. I agree. There's that possibility. It's going to be interesting to watch and see how it unfolds. Because some of these guys played it. Some of these guys played against those two players, Clemens and Bonds in particular. And so it'll be interesting to see if any personality stuff comes into play. I think that's why they have this nice balance between executives, historians, and media, and then the players Mm -hmm. themselves. I like I like the way they're balancing that out. I think it's going to add for yeah. a really interesting vote and it's going to help us fans feel better about it. Honestly, whatever decision this club makes, 
we can look at any element of that, you know, that group that has been built and say, mm, okay, they know better than I do, or I can trust that. Like, so I saw Greg Maddox on there and I was like, all right, it's going to be okay. Whatever happens. I don't know why yeah. I feel that way. Just how I view Greg Maddox. That's actually, I felt that way with Greg Maddox and Ryan Sandberg. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Weird. Anyway. All right, cool. Let's take a quick let's break take a when quick we get break. back. <laughs> <laughs> when we get back, we're going to go through and help you with Christmas shopping for the baseball fan, baseball fan or baseball person, either way, in your life. Welcome back, baseball family. So Christmas time is coming, and Brig and I have decided to once again do Christmas shopping for the baseball person in your life. Don't have to be a player, a fan, or whatever. Just as long as they love baseball, we have ideal gifts for you to get them. So we have each chosen a few things that we've decided that we would love, and we thought we'd share those with you. And then we actually have a special interview with Josh Trout. He's an artist who we're going to talk a little bit with him about uh, about him making art and some of his art and things like that and some of the collections and what makes what he does so special and unique. Uh, so we'll get into that in just a minute. Before we do that, let's get into some of the items that we personally chose. Brig, why don't you go ahead and lead us off? Okay. So this time I went with sort of categories, right? Like different price okay. points, but also um, different like levels of functionality. And the first thing I want to advise people get is a ballpark tour map. There are lots of variations of this. <clears throat> There's lots of ways to do it. I have one here. This is a scratch-off version. This is the box. I've got it up somewhere else, but this is the box. And what you do is you 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 get this framed, and then you have um, it comes with a little pick that you can use, a little scraper tool. It's like looks like a guitar pick, and you scratch off each ballpark that you've been to, so that at a glance you can say, ah. That's the next one I want to go to. You can plan a trip that way. You don't have to sit and remember which ones you've been to, which ones you haven't. Um, and there are there are different variations. I've seen them in wood, cork, canvas, all sorts of push pin options or stickers or whatever. But uh, I recommend going to Etsy to get these. That's probably the best place to find something like this. Um, they have a million options. You get to support a small artisan creator at the same time. And they have any budget, you can fit any budget with that gift, depending on the materials and the size and all this stuff, because there's a million. So if you just go to Etsy and type in ballpark tour map, that's the first place you can start. Anything from 25 bucks all the way up is almost as much as you want to pay. That's my number one. That's awesome. That is super cool. I like that so. a lot. So are you going like rating your number one item? Um back through like your number three item or you uh or just no no this is the least expensive option okay all right that's Sounds that's good. how i'm doing it that's the least expensive option for me okay um i'm a little worried that we're going to overlap so i'm i'm going to go with the heavy hitter first okay okay yeah so uh, first i have to tell you there's something coming up that brig and i are very excited for brig we pull up that email that i sent you earlier today yeah Please, sir. I'm, ner I'm nervous. So we actually have a link down in the description of the episode where you can do this yourself. You can head over to StubHub and you can get tickets to the World Baseball Classic. Uh, they're play <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> in Phoenix and Miami in March. 
<laughs> Brig just found out that we are going on March 11th <laughs> when yes. the U.S. plays England <laughs> at Chase Field. <laughs> oh, buddy. Listen. Listen. <laughs> I have... I see it come up on my social and I get the email every once in a while when I think to check my email and I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, and I've told myself no. And I didn't know why I just didn't. I wanted to coordinate with you and this is so freaking awesome. <laughs> now I just got to buy my plane ticket, so, but I know when to buy my plane ticket for now. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Now you know the date that you have to be here. Yeah. So, we we have an affiliate partnership with StubHub, so if you want to help the show while getting somebody an amazing Christmas gift, hit the link down below on StubHub <laughs> to go over and buy yourself some World Baseball Classic tickets for you and, and your uh, family member, best friend, whatever. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Brig. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> this is awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just like, woo. <laughs> buddy that is <laughs> mm, thank you thank you you're welcome <laughs> yo the the end and here's josh trout, <laughs> josh I, have trout. To go, I have to go take care of this ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, air hug air hug <laughs> this is the best <laughs> what a great gift thank you Jeez. you're very welcome Brick. you're so very oh. welcome Okay. All right. What do you got next for us, Brig? Okay. Well, <laughs> you mention it. <laughs> Nothing. Um, so, so uh, this came out a handful of years ago, and I think we've already talked about it once, but it bears repeating, especially now that I'm holding one. We, uh, you can get your hands on one of these. It is a daily news newspaper history of your favorite baseball team and they have them wrapped in these beautiful pu leather covers and you can even get it personalized which the gift giver for me did and then there's a sticker inside that you can further customize but ultimately it's these large format and i'll back up so you can see it photocopies of newsprints detailing the exploits of your team's history now one of the caveats is there are only 20 of the 30 teams available so um you need to keep that in mind but this goes all the way back like this one i'm just pulled up a random one um celebrating the yankees world championship uh for their 24th time so these are the these were the headlines and the front covers of the news of the, the above the flap and of the sports page or whatever of the newspaper though you know during, at that very moment that that happened so i think these are cool these are 80 bucks um and then you could add personalization to them it's really not that expensive if if that's the the gift you're looking to give it is my middle of the road spend for this season um but it's about 80 bucks and you can get them at uh, the website is historic-newspapers.com. Historic-newspapers.com. And nice. I don't want to go through all 20 teams and tell you what's there, but go look at them. It's a super, super great gift. Cool. We'll have the link to all these in the description, so you can hop on. You can find those. Uh, you can get over to StubHub and and everything. So um, that will be all down in the description in the show notes for everything. That's super cool. Yeah. I've never heard of that. That's amazing. I love that. They're cool. Yeah, I especially love it. somebody who used to read the sports section every day as a ten-year-old. 
but anyway. well and we're both journalism majors so i was like True. what you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly really cool. super cool all right do you mind if i go with my next one no go ahead okay this is something new that i got um i actually ordered this is something off of our shop um in our facebook vip group was it last year we did the the design tournament uh we've done a lot of design tournaments but which which one i think i think it was one last so last year we did one where the uh the uh the pirate design won right yeah and so and it is obviously for obvious reasons it's one of my absolute favorites favorite designs on the shop brick did an amazing job with it so what i did was i went and ordered a premium hoodie Mm. with the pirate design on it let me get this so it's not backwards so you can see what it looks like it looks outstanding on this premium polyester and spandex hoodie it's very very comfortable uh it's uh we call it premium just because it's kind of the next level material and quality and things like that so it's it's outstanding i've been wearing it because it's been very cold here a whopping 65 degrees the last several days (laughs) and phoenix that's rough deal (laughs) you're telling me (laughs) but anyway no it's here too hop hop on the shop and get yourself one because it's outstanding i love it so much and it looks really really sharp it's that's awesome I'm going to jump in with my nine plus us pick as well. And I'm just going to generically hold up this mug though. There are other mug options, but these 15 ounce mugs are the best mugs ever. It's seriously, you're like your whole hand fits inside them. For me, I can get all my fingers inside them, which is a big deal for me. I don't want balance issues with the mug I'm using. See, Brad's got the same functionality in his with he's got big old ham hocks. And my little girly man (laughs) hands fit in them really, really well. So that's great. Um, This is the official BT Pod one. Obviously, it's got the oversized logo wrapping all the way around the mug. And then we've got a couple of other designs. I think there are four total last time I checked. So you can jump on there. And they're really, really reasonably priced as well. We've got them for just $14.99 on the shop. Sorry, I got something yeah. in my throat. But they're $14.99. They're 15 ounces. It's a great cup of joe in the morning. It really is. Yeah, I actually don't usually drink out of a mug, but I drink out of this one because it's perfectly sized. Because most mugs are so small, so it's like yeah. not even worth it. But this is, I think 15 ounces is a perfect size, and I love it. Solid Sweet. brig. I like it Thanks, bro. Okay. Uh, my third thing that I have here is more for parents of kids who play baseball. So like mm. people our age, Brig. I want to throw this up on the screen. This is a rocking lawn chair. Oh, Nothing yeah. is worse than going to your kid's baseball game and having to sit on the bleachers. Because most of the time those bleachers are not up kept well and they're either hot from sitting in the sun all day or the paint has peeled and you're going to get splinters sitting on them, especially if you're sitting in shorts. So bring your own chair, bring something comfortable. This one, throw it up again real, real quick. This thing, like I said, is a rocking lawn chair. It folds up just in half. And then it actually has a handle to carry it on the side. And it has a cup holder for yeah. your beverage or your, uh, your seed cup, whatever you choose to have while you're at the game. Seed cup for sure. Yeah. When I was, when that's I told, awesome. When I told Mel that we were doing this episode, she's like, do a chair. She's like, because that's <laughs> something every parent needs. Do a chair. Yeah. Like, All right. So I found Big a facts. great chair. That's so. a great chair. 
Oh, that's I a great. Link that's on, a great one. I'll have the link to. I found that one on Dicks. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the price just because the price that was showing was Black Friday or uh, Cyber Monday, and mm. so I don't mm. know what the regular price is. But uh, you can hop that's over great. to Dicks and get that for yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. Sweet, dude. Okay, <clears throat> my last one. You ready for it? Ready. Much like everything else in my life, it is brown leather, <laughs> if you haven't already <laughs> noticed. And yes, it's a wallet, but it's not just any wallet. It's a wallet with a money clip that is aggressive, which I love. And then if you flip it this way, you can see it's a minimalist wallet. It's very, very small, which I also appreciate. But if you look closely, you can see that it is a Heart of the Hide Reggie Jackson edition baseball pocket this is Fielder's Choice, FC Goods. Fielder's Choice takes retro tattered baseball gloves and repurposes them into leather goods. Specifically wallets. They do keychains. They do all kinds of belts and other stuff like that. The wa- This is the best wallet I've ever used in my entire life. Yeah, you have to treat it. So I oil this up just like I would a ball glove. But it's going to last me forever. A friend of mine got it for me for my birthday a year ago or so, a couple of years ago. I think it was last year. <clears throat> And this is my, like, I'm a baseball fan through and through, all day, every day. The cool thing about Fielder's Choice is they also have every size wallet you can think of. So if you would rather have a billfold, they have those. If you want to have the trifold thing, you can do that. If you just want a keychain, they'll hook you up. So this this wallet in particular, um, I'm going to pull it up right now. This wallet is their... Um, money clip card case is what they call it. It's $129 is what they're showing on it right now. And their products range, I'm seeing something from $99, $199, for a straight money clip. They've got a zip wallet for $109. They've got a pastime bill fold is what they call it for $249. So yes, they are are expensive for sure. But uh, what you're getting is an heirloom piece that will last you as long as you take really, really good care of it and is truly my favorite thing. I carry it everywhere I go all day, every day. I don't use Apple Pay or 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 Android Pay or whatever, Google Pay, because I love my wallet so much. I don't tap with anything and whatever because I want to pull out my baseball glove wallet. I'm telling you, that's why. Nice. I dig it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool, especially since you know you're getting the quality of a baseball glove in a wallet, which is like, that's always my problem with buying a wallet, is that like it's going to fall apart. Like right now, I have a wallet on my phone, right? Yeah. But I can, it's already like starting to come apart at the seam, so I'm going to have to replace it here in six months tops, right? I think that's not even going to last right. me a year. But yeah, no, that's well, super thing, cool. I love it. It's awesome. And if it I goes, like it I'm I know where I'm getting my next wallet. It's not even a question. That's right. exactly what I'll do. Yeah. I'll get another one. Yeah. So as far exactly. as gifts right go and longevity, like that's if you want a gift that is a big deal that's going to last forever, that's a great way to go. Certainly worth the price. It seems like mm-hmm. I would say. So, Brig, do you have any other bonus items, anything like that, that you wanted to share before we throw over to Josh Trout? <clears throat> I don't. I feel really good about this. Okay. I'm excited for you guys to meet John. Excellent. So we're going to throw you over to our interview, a previously recorded interview with Josh Trout. We're going to talk about his art. We're going to showcase some and stay tuned to find out about our giveaway we have coming up. 
No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at NinePlusUs.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We're here with Josh Trout. He is an artist. He has partnered with Tops in the past to bring us some of the most incredible baseball art that I have ever seen. I happen to have a print of my own. I'm really, really excited about it. And then we have some more special stuff to get into. But before we do that, we have got to get him into a rundown because that's just what we do. So, Josh, are you ready for the rundown? Let's do it. Okay. First question. First question. What is your quest? Uh, I I revert back to Monty Python and the Holy Grail there on that. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I scored points there. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> One of two people to get the joke. Yeah. yeah. But on the art side, um, my quest would be, I've kind of made it my goal to get into people's collections, um, especially if I see a super collector uh, for a specific player or team, then I kind of like have this internal drive, like, okay, I'm going to get in your collection. So that kind of fuels some stuff, but that's just, I mean, that's just a fun part of it. But ultimately I want to provide, um, sports art that people enjoy. People have, uh, reminisce about, um, their childhood and their, their memories, or if it's, you know, a younger audience, then, something that they can afford. I mean, that's, I mean, nowadays I collected as a kid. I can't imagine collecting now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so doing the top stuff that kind of helps me in, get into that space, but then um, doing the, the artist autos on the reprints and that kind of stuff, you know, I, I try to price them to where I'm getting a little bit of a kickback to make it worth my time, but also it's not going to break the bank where you see some of these cards that what they're going for. So. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. My first question is what is your favorite color? <laughs> uh, clear. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, on serious. What, what's my favorite color? Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite color? Um, I like, I don't know, man. I mean, I really don't have one. I, I, I don't, I don't lean any one way. To... It's hard to ask an artist that question. Right. I was going to say that's kind of the answer I'd expect from an artist. You yeah, use all that's of them. a great, that's a great answer actually. All right. If the white socks were a beverage, what would they be? Um, I mean, uh, Hmm. Pale ale? I don't know. <laughs> isn't isn't Obrey, Obreu, uh Isn't his nickname like the Pale Horse or something like that? Is oh, it? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. know. I don't remember. I could look it up really. Maybe quick. not. I don't know. Okay. Me on that. Besides original, what is the best sunflower seed flavor? Mm, I 
I would. I love bacon, so I would think bacon, but I've had bacon and it's not good. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> so I would yeah. go with ranch. Ooh, ranch. And that's funny because I hate ranch, but I love ranch sunflower seeds. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's been a whole thing in Brad's life. It's oh, like a it's, whole thing. <laughs> like when I discovered that when we did our, our blind taste test, that was literally life-changing. Absolutely. Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah, my entire paradigm shifted. I was like, well, then what else is there? Let me hold yeah. on. Let me write those notes down. <laughs> yeah, ranch. Ran and jalapeno ranch by Chinook Seeds is the best one in, in our Specifically, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> so does good. sound good. It's really yeah, it's good. Really good. Stupid good. All right, next question. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Um well my my well, my real dad's retired right now, so he he, he basically putzes around. That's the best. <laughs> he, the he doesn't do hardly anything, um, and he's stubborn, and he just uh, does what he wants, I guess. There you go. That's awesome. Which current MLB pitcher would you take yard? <laughs> Probably none of them. <laughs> uh, I never played – I played t-ball. Um, but I pretty much stood in the outfield and looked at the, the little clovers on the ground. Um, Preach. So, yeah, I, I played a little bit. I'd sub with softball with friends uh, in the past, but probably none. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. If you, if you could assign a flavor of ice cream to baseball itself, what flavor would it be? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe, maybe Rocky Road because it's for minor leaguers. You know, that's that's a long road to to get to the bigs, and not a whole lot make it. And and when they do, you know, you get an in, in injury, and then you're out. Uh, so that's what popped to mind right away. That's a great answer. That's solid. That's really yeah. good. Okay, you're a celebrity guest on a game show. What is the game show? Oh, man. It's going to probably be something sarcastic or um, or what's the uh, what's the game show the, oh, what, where they have, you know, five answers on the board. Um Name Family feud. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. <laughs> With Steve Harvey asking you yeah. stuff, and yes. you have to shut down the inappropriate answers that come to mind. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that would be me because I would think those for sure. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I love when they get them on the show, though. <laughs> it just comes out, and right. Steve's like, "Your wife's right there." You know that, right? Right. There. <laughs> those are those are the good YouTube clips. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. yeah, that's why the show's still on, I think. <laughs> All right, last question for me, and then one more from Brad. Uh, what is the best baseball movie ever, in your opinion? Mm. Uh, so I had never seen Bull Durham, and people had always mentioned that, and then I, I watched it, but that was literally within probably the last year or so. And and I was like, okay, it was, I mean, it was good. Um I mean, I was always, I remember watching uh, Field of Dreams and just 
kind of the impact that had when I watched it. So it, I think it really has to do with what age you are and timing in your life type stuff um, that impacts you the most. But I mean, major league, I remember watching those, you know, those were, those were fun to watch, but I feel the dreams always kind of stuck with me as just a kind of a feel good, just good movie, I guess. But I mean, I, I've heard that question asked many times and I'm always right. listening or looking at what the answers are. I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go try to watch some of these, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, and I feel like it it depends on what you're going for too. Sure. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't think there's any wrong answer to that. Okay. Last question: What is your go-to food from the concession stand? Well, seeing how I don't get to go to very many baseball games, um, I probably choose some sort of like just loaded up chili dog or something like that. Um, or having a, a good hot dog just to experience what those are. Cause I'm assuming each stadium is different in how they're loading up stuff. Um, but I'm a sucker for any burger with bacon on it too, or any chicken sandwich with bacon on it. Mm, that's awesome. I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm getting a deal. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, baseball family. When we come back, we're going to talk about Josh's art, which is the reason we're here. The Nunther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports, from current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Nunther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. Like we said, we have Josh Trout with us. He is an artist, and his work is fantastic and amazing, and Brig and I love it, so we wanted to bring him on and talk to him. So, Josh, my first question for you, first off, thank you again for joining us, but yeah. I'm curious, like, when did you first start getting in? to art were you drawn as a kid or did you get three older years kind of, old that was three years old yeah i have a i have a house painting at three years old um you still have it i do yeah it's framed yes. watercolor that's awesome worth millions uh yeah, of course no. it is <laughs> uh it's I, a one -on -one, i've always been into art um i i took some like little side art classes when i was real little um, probably under 10, I'm, I'm guessing. And then junior high is really when I kind of shifted into, all right, I want to, I want to do this more. But at that point, it still wasn't serious. Um, started into comic book art, um, some wildlife art, and just sports art. And then um, high school, uh, really, I mean, I took every art class I could because one, they're e easy for me. <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, I took sculpture. I took architecture. Um, I actually wanted to go into architecture and something changed my senior year where I got super bored with it and decided I'm just going to go with art. And so that's when I started looking around for art colleges. And then uh, talent wise, I saw from junior high to high school, I saw a jump, and then high school to college, I saw a jump. Um, 
And then as soon as I got done with college, I didn't do art for 15 years. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. Like at all? Nothing at all? No. I did one painting for uh, – two paintings for uh, weddings for friends. That's it. What Can we ask, what was the gap for? Uh, life and uh, going wanting to go out all the time and mm -hmm. friends, partying, that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, uh, I live with roommates. Um, I lived alone. So all those things together just didn't really push me into wanting to, like, sit down and sketch or draw or paint or nothing. You know, when there's always stuff going around uh, all the time with friends and stuff like that, it's it's like I don't want to sit here and do that necessarily. But then 2015 is when I was like, I'm I'm just wasting a talent. And at that point, I hadn't really expanded on it. You know, I stopping in college. I look back and I'm like, man, I wasted 15 years. Mm. Uh, you know, where could I have been if I had been doing that then you know all that yeah. time right yeah but Jeez. that's crazy. i made i made up for it uh, you know lost time i think i've fast-tracked it pretty well in the last seven years so that's good that well and you're connected with tops right they they contracted you for a whole a whole yeah segment so, so that um that didn't happen until 2018 um 2015 I wanted to get back into art but I needed a purpose and I've always explained this to people like I some people can sit around they do sketches they can do paintings and they just have all these you know half done paintings or full paintings sitting around I need some sort of purpose for that I just can't do that mm -hmm. so uh, a friend of mine went to the all-star game and he sent me um, some pictures of an artist there that was airbrushing on baseballs and he's like, you could do this. And I'm like, yeah, I could probably do that. So that was my drive. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to try one. So I did a David Ortiz and posted it. People liked it. They asked, hey, will you sell this? I created a um, an artist page on Facebook. And because I didn't want to use my personal page, I never post anything to my personal page. So I created the artist page, started posting uh, in 2018. I joined Instagram because I wanted to try to expand, get more exposure. And when I joined Instagram, you know, searching through all the photos, I just started seeing all these sketch cards and I had no idea what they were. And you, know, I, you see a lot of Star Wars, a lot of um, fantasy type sketch cards, saw baseball as well. So I started reaching out to artists and following artists that I thought their styles were really great or I love their, just their realism. And they started telling me, I mean, I was asking questions, just basically cold calling people <laughs> like, right. Hey, how do you get into this? What are these, you know, um, tell me more type deal. And, you know, a lot of them were very, very nice and explaining different stuff. Hey, just start posting some, do your own post it. Uh, I joined a ton of uh, sketch card groups on Facebook. And that's where mm -hmm. there's like, there's just this whole community. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And being a card collector when I was a kid, I collected Bo Jackson and having that joy at a young age. And then now seeing all these baseball cards that were like artists drawing on, I'm like, 
this is really cool. Like I want to, I want to do this or, or at least attempt to it and find mm -hmm. out how can you, how are these artists getting hooked up with tops, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I think at that time I was, I was Googling everything I could and I found a application through tops that you could submit. So I did a Luke Skywalker and a Mike Trout as my first two sketch cards. They're on, you know, the same size as a, as a card. And I think those are what I submitted. Um, I don't know if they saw that and then contacted me. I'm assuming so, but I know they also have scouts in some of these sketch card groups. And mm -hmm. I posted those in those groups as well. And um, because of that, that's when I got an invite from Tops to take part in the 2019 museum collection. Um, right before that, I got contacted to do a um, historical space set with Viceroy Card Company. So that was my first introduction into sketch cards was doing this, um, the space uh, art. So it, the guy contacted me and said, hey, you, you have a realism um, look and that's what we want for all these space uh sets and so you could do you know astronauts and that kind of thing um i did do a lot of galaxy type stuff and those were pretty well received as well um but the baseball i mean w working with tops was was what i wanted to do you know and i wow. and you know from there i was still doing the painted um baseballs I had gotten into painted footballs and I had even done two uh, bats as well. So I'd already kind of That's awesome. dived into what all I can do with the sports memorabilia side. Um, but the top stuff was just like, okay, here's another, you know, avenue that I can portray my artwork in. Yeah. And you're still hooked up with tops, right? They still have yep. you do so stuff every yeah, the artists are contracted per set, so it's not like you're, you know, you're working full time for them. Um, you know, they'll send out an invite for a set. I've uh, I've declined a lot of sets because I just don't have the time. You know, mm. I work a full time job, um, and these sets, uh, they'll, I mean, their timelines. Sometimes the first couple sets I did, first couple years for museum, the timeline was like three months, two to three months, and that you're working on them. And then 2022, I had five weeks. <laughs> so, Holy cow. Wow. And how many cards are they asking you to produce in that amount of time? As many as you can. Um, but there are a lot of artists that will do, I mean, especially in the Star Wars side, they're doing a hundred or more. And that's just, to me, wow. that's crazy. Um, wow. But for tops, uh, I told them, okay, I'll try to do 40. And the first year I did 45 because you do what you send to, you do what Tops wants you to produce for them. And those originals go into the product. So then collectors can pull those one-on-one hits. And then part of our compensation is we get APs or artist proofs. Mm -hmm. And then those we can sell on our own. So I did, I did 45 total. I kept five. Um, or I chose five that I wanted to uh, get back. And so I sent them all in. They approve them because MLB still has to approve them. And then they sent the five that I chose back. Luckily, I got all the five that I chose. There, There's lots of artists that will get 
not the ones they chose back, which I don't know why. Mm-hmm. If it's a tops mess up or if it's, you know, maybe they weren't approved and so they send a different one back. I, I don't know. But then those five that then I could sell. And that's that's really how I get compensated for working for tops. Okay. Interesting. How long does it take yeah. you to do one? Uh, when I first started, I think about four hours was what I was doing. And I was asking, is this is this about right? And, you know, <laughs> sketch cards were supposed to be like half hour, hour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. no. But, I mean, it it's definitely raised uh, time-wise because there's artists that are spending more time. Um, and now I... I know I've spent over 10 hours on a card easily um, Whoa. because I'm now incorporating five different mediums in the cards that I do. So I'll Which, do, I'll do tell uh, us about that. Copic markers or Copic markers, however, they're, they're alcohol markers. Um, and then I'll do a little bit of colored pencil, uh, some acrylic paint, some watercolor, and I'll do airbrush as well. Jeez. All so, on one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So I yeah. really find I really find that doing having kind of being able to do that full array of mixed media. Um, there's been times where you know I'm working on, for, for an example, I was doing um, Pete Alonzo last year, and it just wasn't coming out the way I wanted. So I actually did most of it in acrylic, just because I could. I could cover up some stuff that I didn't necessarily like, especially if yeah. the alcohol markers are getting blotchy or the, the stock is not a good stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to when I said I only work on a couple sets for tops is because um, I got spoiled by working on museum collection right away. Museum mm-hmm. collection is like the top um, because their card stock is a 75 point stock. Uh, it's really great for, all different kinds of mediums and the markers take really well. Some of the other products, um, other top series that comes out, the cards are very thin and flimsy and alcohol markers sometimes are blotchy or paint doesn't work very well. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. And I'm just, I don't know. I tell people, well, now I feel like a stock snob because <laughs> <laughs> I, only, I only work on the one. Uh, yeah but you know it works for me and i don't want to deviate from that so so i'm going to show the the one i bought really quick for those of you watching on youtube i bought this one from josh it's uh, ken griffey jr can you tell us about this one so yeah so um when people you know i'm i'm contracted with tops but the city map series that you're showing is not tops affiliated at all Right, right. So um, I, the reason why I got into the city map series is because I've always loved the, the either the modern street maps or the modern city maps, um, and so there was there was another artist that I had seen uh, do. He would order prints of a city and then he would do colored pencil over top. And mm-hmm. I have a background in um, graphic design. Um, and printing, large format printing, um, flatbed printing. So I kind of knew I would take a different approach with that. Um, and when I was ready to start doing that, uh, I actually shifted and I, I tried uh, painting on newspaper first. Oh. 
Um, and, and that was just because I'm a, I'm a Husker fan and Scott Frost was hired at Nebraska and our, our Omaha paper did this big spread, um, of him. And it was kind of like a comic book style. And I was like, all right, I want to paint something over this. So that was, it was the same kind of, uh, transition because I wanted to paint something over top of the city map, but I, yeah. I switched to this. And then I came back to the city map. Um, my first one I did was a George Brett. So I downloaded a digital file of the map. And then I flatbed printed it at uh, a local printer. And then, and that way I can choose what stock I want. So I, I have control over that, which obviously, like I just talked about with museum collection, that's important to me. So I can choose a stock that I know will work for all the mediums I want to use on it. And then I do the artwork over top. So that was, George Brett was my first one. Um, the King Griffey Jr. that you just showed was second to last one. I, I just finished back in September a 16 by 20 King Griffey Jr. Mm -hmm. um, and I have more, people are always, you know, I, I do some local card shows and people are saying, hey, you should do this player and this player. Yeah, I know. I have to do them. I have to physically draw them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I have so many names that people want me to do, but, you know, it's time. So how do you do, how do you decide which player to do then? Is you tally them up or is there a do you pull so, that name out of a hat or what? So the can, I don't know why I did George Brett first, to be honest. Um, it it might have been for, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm a huge Jordan fan. So yeah. I did two Michael Jordans directly after I did the, the Kansas City one. And then um, I took part in a uh, online Negro League uh, baseball museum uh, campaign, I guess. Cool. So I did two um, originals. I did a Satchel Page and I did a Hank Aaron. And the Satchel Page I had finished before the campaign started. So I put that up. Um, it was a week-long campaign. It was through Instagram and Twitter, and people could bid on the original. So I did that, and then that entire week of the campaign, I worked and posted daily the progress on the Hank Aaron one, and then auctioned that off at the end. Wow. So after I make the originals, then I I will do a very limited edition prints of, and that's what you you got. Yeah, this is number 20 of 100 signed. I love the gold that you sign everything in. That's awesome. And it's it's killer. Yeah, it's, awesome. I, I really, really love it. I almost gave have, it to Brad, oh, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to get like licensing for Major League Baseball to do big league, like current and former big leaguers, or is that just something like yeah, so everybody always? Everybody always asks that um, you can, as an artist, you can do originals all, all day long. Um, but I wanted to do something. I, if you go and look at anybody, any artist's work, they have some sort of prints they do. Yeah. Um, whether it's, whether they are licensed by MLB, which costs a bajillion dollars. Um, we know. You know, <laughs> at least <laughs> we know. I think that's bottom line, right? Um, so, you know, the, the kind of the, the rule is just a, a small amount, um, you know, make it limited edition 
So you're only making those for the satchel page. I only did 25. This is the Jersey number. So I yeah, try to stick no. with Jersey numbers or I try to stick right around 50. The Griffey was the first one I actually did a hundred. And that was kind of by mistake. I, I, I ordered too many and then I was like, well, I guess I'm doing a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but you know, whatever. Um, but where you get in trouble as an artist, um, is when you do open edition, meaning, you know, if you have a website and somebody says, Hey, I want, want this, you get it. It's not signed. It's not numbered or anything like that. It's just you ordered, you get it. Uh, or if you start taking your artwork and printing it on t-shirts, which I actually see a lot of artists doing, I, mm -hmm. I don't think that's allowed, but, um, or you, it, people can come after you at least. Um, yeah. or you're printing them on mugs or, you know, calendars or that kind of stuff. When it, that's when it becomes merchandise. And I was told just stay away with, from that. But it, that, there's a lot of gray area. I, I do know some athletes can go after um, uh, artists for, for working on something with them mm. or doing something of them. And, you know, then it's just kind of a cease and desist. But yeah. I'm not making millions of dollars. <laughs> No. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Though you should be. Let's be completely I, honest. Right. I should. I should. You should right. be. Your art yeah. is that good. It really right. is. It truly is. I appreciate it. It truly is. Okay. Brad's got some stuff in front of him. I was going to say, do we want to show this off? So, yeah. So, Josh, I have to be honest with you. Um, I, I got the packages and I was like, huh, what's this? It's addressed to the podcast. I didn't I didn't know. So, I texted Brig. I was well, like, I... I was like, do you know what this is? And he didn't respond. I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to break into it. So it I opened it. Oh, that's, like that's 10 minutes. I, <laughs> Brig, you got to be ready and waiting. Yeah, right? I know. Sorry. <laughs> so this is amazing. Like this card, this Griffey card, my lighting is not great, but it is signed by Josh. So it's amazing. It comes with a certificate of authenticity yeah. and it's numbered 8 of 15, Brig. 8 what? of 15. Yeah, so I love good. this card. By the way, this is amazing. Yeah, I, I, uh, I had a little for 2022. I, I went on a little uh, run of players with the specs. Um, so Aaron, I did an Arenado. I did a Fred McGriff, and I did. I don't. I thought there's one more, mm -hmm. um, but so I had the the Arenado and the Griffey chosen as a reprint. So tops going back to the top stuff for museum collection. Um, tops will do a 50 card insert set, which they call them like museum canvas, which is what that was. And they will choose 50 cards out of all the artist submissions and they will reprint them as an insert. So museum collection is like a $400 product. Um, you get four packs, 20 cards. So it's, it's not cheap. Um, and then you get, and that's just, that's a one box and you get one of those canvas reprints in a box. So Whoa. they are, they are somewhat rare. Um, but, uh, I had 17 cards chosen this year for 2022 and I had 20 chosen last year. Um, and then the first two years I was with them 2019 and 2020, I had 12 chosen. So I, I, I'm doing pretty good on on percentage of, of say, yeah. so that's really cool. And part of also part of the artist compensation is if your card is chosen, you get 25 copies to do with whatever you want with them. So wow. 
the first two years, I just signed one, one out of 25, you know, and then 2020, 2000 or 2021 and 22, I started replicating what the project 70 and project 2020 artists were doing. And they were doing a lot of the artist autos. They would sign them in different colors. Some artists were doing like six, seven, eight different colors. And I'm like, I, I don't want to saturate this. I only have 25 cars to work with. So, um, so very, very limited. Whereas, you know, those artists are doing like 1500 cards and they're signing. Holy cow. On, on, on one version. Right. 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 So, uh, I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm now sticking to about three and I try to replicate also the color parallels that are in the set. Mm. So for, for 2022, Emerald was the 101. Um, so that's what I signed my 101 in green. And then uh, Ruby, I decided to do five. And then the Amethyst or purple, I did uh, the 15. And then wow. I, I price them out, you know, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. The yeah. 101s go right away. I mean, I, I have one guy that's probably bought 20 of my 101s. Whoa, <laughs> just, that's awesome. Just you know, it's just fine, but well, I that's got to be like the highest compliment, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and you know, they're, they're less than buying an original, you know, which I can also be commissioned for. Um, yeah. but because that's also part of, like I was mentioning before the APs artist proofs, mm-hmm. Uh, so now I am at a point where I don't really do the cards ahead of time or when I have to turn the cards back over to tops. I just let them know like, hey, uh, I have these blanks and it's it's more lucrative if I keep the blanks and then let the commission come to me and then they have yeah. a request. And then I make sure like, hey, you can you can I can draw anybody that's current on major league roster and if they're retired i just have to make sure tops has the rights right i still get people say can you draw my kid and i say no (laughs) it's a licensed tops card you know that or i the funniest one was uh can you draw my dog uh with trevor story <laughs> I was gonna you ask say, if somebody asked wow. you to draw their dog. No. Of course they did. <laughs> That's like the joke of all artist jokes ever. <laughs> Can you do this with my dog? Oh, no. so funny. <laughs> yeah, so um you know being and that's something that you know in our contract we're not supposed to do that, but um I I know artists do do that and uh i think it's i've even had a conversation i said it's you know we're we're spending hours on these cards we're you know compensation is what makes it worth it and this is our only way of getting compensated really so it's better for us you know for you to allow it as long as we stay within the guidelines of what we're supposed to be doing i don't see any problem and you know the my contact he he totally agreed. He's like, no, that's, yeah. that's okay. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. You well, Brad's got another box, right? Going. I do you have another, another box, right? Josh yeah. sent this box. We, we don't, neither of us know what this is. Josh, tell us what's going on here. I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> the big package. <laughs> oh, I know what that yeah. is. 
I went ahead. I I, pre- I, I busted yeah. it open a little bit because I didn't want to take five minutes of everybody's time getting into it because yeah. I have a hunting knife that is only used to open boxes. And <laughs> that's what but, I used on this. But Brad, before we before we open it, let's tell everybody what this is. This is this is going to be a giveaway to one of our listeners, right, Josh? I've got it out we, now. Yeah. It's amazing. By the way, <laughs> look at Brad. He's so excited. So I might family. enter the giveaway myself. <laughs> That's collusion, Brad. Well, you know, you you could you could give away the card if you wanted to. If you have some card collectors and you want to keep yeah. that. Uh, the, the problem is I, I have somewhere, I already have somewhere in mind to put the card. And then I, I mean, I could just put this next to it. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> so, so this is the same one Brighead. This is awesome. This is it's amazing. Awesome. I, I love, love these so on much. the maps. It's so, so cool. And especially my love for Seattle too. Like that's seriously what, awesome. What number did you get? This one is 30 of 100. Okay. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. Baseball family, stay to the end of the episode, and we'll tell you how you can enter for your chance to win that. Uh, this is amazing. Thank you, Josh, for yeah, doing that's that. Super. That's seriously that's, incredible. It was, it was oh. my gift to you for having me on. So, um, yeah, And, you know, you helped give some good shout-outs uh, for me for my last big show I did, so I appreciate it. Sure, no problem. Tell everybody where they can find your work if they want to buy directly from you instead of trying to go through tops. Um, yeah, well, the only way you can get any of my work uh, through, you can't get it through tops because they don't actually sell my stuff on their site. Uh, so eBay is your best bet, but going directly to me obviously helps me. So, right. Um, That's what can, we want. Yes. <laughs> you, you can uh, follow me or message me on any of the social media platforms. So Facebook, I'm at Josh Trout Paintings. Um, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok is J, the letter J Trout Paintings. Perfect. So I don't, That's have, how I don't got. have a website yet. Um, that is something that I am in dire need of uh, to get going and, and moving on. Um, but I, again, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. And don't blame you. That, that takes a lot of time. It's a tough. lot of time. And I'm obviously a little bit of a per- perfectionist, you know, and so yeah. I'm, I'm going to sit and contemplate every little thing and. But... <laughs> or you could commission it and just be unhappy with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have looked into that and, and man, websites are expensive. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, are. They are. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. Uh, all right, sure. Josh, is there anything else you want us to know or any questions you have for us before we let you go? Um, hmm. No, I mean, uh, what I, this is a conversation that I often have with, if, if you're interested in buying an original from me, uh, especially tops card related, uh, what I tell people is you're buying an original piece of artwork first, and then uh, you're buying the card second. And it's a licensed product from Tops. Um, so I had this conversation a lot at shows, especially if I have an original there with me. And so I did for 2022, I didn't do a Bobby Witt or a Julio Rodriguez for what went into the product to Tops. Um, because they had they weren't on the team yet when I was working on the set, which mm. is before the season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I did a single pose for both of those players and I did a double pose for both of those players as part of my APs, artist proofs, that I could sell directly for me. So I've sold the the Julio and the Bobby Witt single pose. I still have the double poses. So, uh, But at the shows, people will look at those and, and you know, I'll tell them a price, which these prices are more because they are the rookie card. They're going to be the only rookie card I do of those players. Yeah. Um, it's a licensed product, and I spend a lot of time. <laughs> so yeah. You're, well, and you you're can probably up the price on those Julio cards, too. Yeah. What's that? You can probably up the price on those Julio cards now, too. I, well, I, yeah, it, I did, I did price it out quite a bit more. Um, and so people, you know, I tell people what the price was, uh, that I was asking for. And I said, you can make an offer as well. And, you know, a lot of them were like saying, okay, well, you know, there's a lot of people that were, were interested, but they said, I just, I don't have that money on me. And then getting to talking about, about it with them, I said, what would you consider a Julio one of one card? go for now and then they were like okay yeah same you know same kind of range and i said but you're you're getting a photo with that or you're getting an auto which i understand an auto you know sure um or a patch or whatever but you're now you're getting a an original piece of artwork that nobody has and you know and now you've had this conversation with the artist you're making that connection you know there's a lot more that goes that's involved with it. I also will do a little collector box with my APs. Um, one, it, it looks nice. Um, I do a little printing and put it on top, um, you know, of the, the cover and then it also protects it shipping. Um, mm-hmm. so it was meant to just help ship it easier and, and look really good. But now people are like, I'm just going to keep the box because the box is cool. Yeah. That's oh. awesome. So, you know, it, you're, you're, you're buying that experience as well. Um, when you're buying an original and, you know, we're, I'm working on it. I, I message back and forth. I do mock-ups for you. Um, so there's a lot involved with that process, but yeah, I'm, I, I take, uh, requests for those. Um, my waiting list is well into next year and that's partly due because, I have I have like a waiting list of like 10 to 12 baseballs. Um, I'm also starting to work with fanatics. So and I'm yeah. I'm doing base nice. painted baseballs with them. Um, I they actually got my first baseball uh, yesterday. Nice. Sweet. So hopefully that'll start hitting. Um, at least I can share it. I don't I don't know who buys these, but you know. <laughs> But at least, I mean, having that connection is awesome. You know, that's another, yeah. that's another connection. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I try to do, I have my hands in a lot of different things right now, but it's the way to do it. Yeah. Good for awesome. you, man. All right, baseball family. Well, thanks for joining us for this conversation again, stay tuned uh, for just a few more minutes and we'll let you know how you can get your hands on that giveaway that we're going to do. We're going to thank Josh for coming on the show and go look up his art. Find him on all the social media platforms that you're following. Following, Follow him on those and uh, get yourself some 
Christmas gift stuff, right? Because that's that's what's happening right now is Christmas gifts are all a rage, and you got just a little bit of time left to get yourself Christmas gifts. So. Yeah, and a, a good Christmas gift idea are the artist autos on the cards. You know, you're not you're not paying for an original, but you get to support my work. Um, you you get artwork from me, well, in a printed form, but it it is on a card. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Sweet. All right. We'll be right back, baseball family. Baseball family, thank you for joining us for this interview with Josh Trout. That was a lot of fun, and I learned a ton of stuff. As somebody who can't draw a straight line with a ruler, art is fan, <laughs> like fascinating to me. I love it so much. Yeah. But uh, I am very excited about this picture, this painting that he gave us. Uh, this yeah, Ken Griffey awesome. Jr. Seattle map collection, uh, and it can be yours. The, the picture and also a certificate of authenticity, proof of authenticity, of, and that's proof of authenticity. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all you have to do to get this, to win this picture is jump on the TikTok machine, and we're going post to post a video specifically highlighting this, and all you have to do is like, follow us on TikTok if you're not already, and then tag three of your favorite people who you know on TikTok, and uh, you will be entered and we will randomly select a winner and we will notify you um probably via TikTok. i would think is yeah we'll, we'll get a hold of you on TikTok. but yeah we'll we'll let you know that you're the winner and uh, we'll ship it out to you and you can put it up in your house wherever you would like um but yeah so that's how you win it and i'm very I'm excited yes uh i have Maybe i have a one for, that i have yeah, that is the same one Brick has. I have a clandestine yeah. TikTok that I might use to enter, by the way. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Just kidding. I know it's me. You would. I, I'm not gonna win. I'm not gonna I'm not no, gonna award not. myself with this. I already have a different no prize way. that I got. It's uh, this awesome, this awesome card. Uh, I have eight of fifteen. So thank you very Still much cool. to Brig and Josh for that neat prize. But anyway, baseball family, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and view rate rate and review the show. Let us know what you think. I got a little bit of a remix in there for you. Uh, but <laughs> subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss a thing. We post bite-sized clips of every single episode on YouTube every week, as well as even smaller nibbles in YouTube shorts. Correct. We do nibbles. We also have a shop where you can buy Christmas gifts, which has been the theme of the conversation today with Josh, as well as the rest of the episode. So we have all, obviously we have hoodies and hats and all kinds of other gizmos and they're not gizmos. They're, it's mostly apparel. We have art as well, but <laughs> we're not going to tell you about that because it's Josh's day, not our day. Anyway, get yourself and your baseball people something nice at nineplus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. But more importantly, go support Josh. Jump on all of his socials, follow him, and DM him. See what he has available because his stuff is incredible. It is truly amazing. I love it. Baseball family, thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you next week. Mm -hmm.